0: live from the heartland and the crossroads of america it's tony Katz today
1: now following our second place finish in iowa we've prayed and deliberated on the way forward if there was anything i could do to produce a favorable outcome more campaign stops more interviews i would do it But I can't ask our supporters to volunteer their time and donate their resources if we don't have a clear path to victory. Accordingly, I am today suspending my campaign. I'm proud to have delivered on 100% of my promises, and I will not stop now.
0: Now, I'm one of those guys who said DeSantis was the clear choice and an easier lift in the general election. All right, I'm not going to get my way. (laughs) That's this seems rather obvious. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, find everything at TonyKatz.com. You can also become a subscriber, would greatly appreciate the support. TonyKatz.com, the videos, uh, the other, the, the show sheet, the daily rundown that nobody else can get unless you're a subscriber. It's all there at TonyKatz.com, would appreciate the support. Um, It's not what I wanted. And I think I've made that very, very clear. And clearly this clears the way for donald trump as if somehow the way needed to be cleared right that would be an odd way to say it but de santis gave the endorsement
1: it's clear to me that a majority of republican primary voters want to give donald trump another chance they watch his presidency get stymied by relentless resistance and they see democrats using lawfare this day to attack him well i've had disagreements with donald trump such as on the coronavirus pandemic and his elevation of anthony fauci Trump is superior to the current incumbent, Joe Biden. That is clear. I signed a pledge to support the Republican nominee, and I will honor that pledge. He has my endorsement because we can't go back to the old Republican guard of yesteryear.
0: DeSantis should never have signed the pledge. Hold on, hold on. All these pledges are nutty. They're all crazy. You should just do the thing. A pledge shouldn't even be necessary. Do you pledge not to raise taxes? Yeah, I'm not raising a tax. Sign this. No. That's about your organization. It's not about people. I tell you I'm not going to do something. If I do it, vote me out. Pledges are meaningless. It, it 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 is. I pledge the term limits until I don't, and then you can vote me out. It I'm just, I'm always a believer that the voter is the answer. It's why I don't believe in term limits. The voter is the answer. For some crazy reason, you still want to vote for for Nancy Pelosi? You want this octanagerian in in office? You're just weird. But I don't know if I should, through some level of government control, stop you. But endorsing Trump because he can't endorse Haley, that would have been a stronger thing to say
1: repackaged formed of warmed over corporatism that nikki haley represents the days of putting americans last of kowtowing to large corporations of caving to woke ideology are over i thank all of our passionate supporters who have stood by us through it all that we had people volunteer to come to iowa in the middle of a blizzard to knock on doors and make phone calls touched us dearly no candidate had more thrown at him but no candidate had so many committed volunteers and staff.
0: Some have uh, looked at this uh, speech from, from Ron DeSantis, concession, not concession, this suspension of the campaign, and say he, this is the most relaxed he's been. Where was this guy uh, on the campaign trail? I, I think there's always some level of, of, of that, and I think that the question is fine. I think it's a, it's a legitimate question that can and, and in very many ways should be, should be asked. But now let's take a look at this primary. Let's take a look at Trump and 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 Nikki Haley and of course the question, does Nikki Haley really and truly have a chance? And the answer is no. Now look, I'm going to give myself a caveat. Everything is possible. Absolutely everything is possible. And I won't say no to that. Could Nikki Haley get herself a first place finish and defy all expectations in New Hampshire? No, no, it's not going to happen. But maybe she can get enough in New Hampshire to make people think she's a serious uh, counterbalance to Trump and get more endorsement dollars that get her a solid second place or maybe a win in South Carolina. After all, it's her state. And that would bring you to Super Tuesday. So maybe the question is, does she last till Super Tuesday? And the answer is, I would say that the odds right now are 50% on that. You take a look at the New Hampshire polling. Uh, The Globe-Suffolk poll just came out. Trump 57, Haley 38. That has Trump up by 19. The Insider Advantage poll, which came out yesterday, uh, had... um, or was, was done yesterday, I should say, has Trump 62, Haley 35. So in the Insider Advantage, he's up 27. In the Boston Globe-Suffolk, he's up 19. Now, the 19 is much more in line where the last six polls have been. They've all been in the teens, except for that CNN poll, which had uh, Trump up 11. The Real Clear Politics average has Trump up 17 and a half. Now, if that stays, if that remains, then Nikki Haley has to accept the fact that that's where it is because I don't even believe that in South Carolina it's going to change because the numbers in South Carolina have Trump up by 30. The caveat to my statement is there is no polling as of yet, nothing that shows unreal clear politics. Past January 3rd. And you can argue some things have changed between January 3rd and now with Iowa having taken place, with Christie out of the race, with Vivek Ramaswamy out of the race, and now with Ron DeSantis out of the race. Oh, Asa Hutchinson got out of the race too. And as you know, that is an absolutely huge deal. Huge. Massive. No, a lot of people voted for Asa Hutchinson. Name me one. Well, that would be the only name to give because only one person voted for Asa Hutchinson. So the the numbers, this plus 30 in South Carolina, one could argue isn't accurate. But it's a number I have to go on right now. And certainly uh, the the number would, would would suggest that Haley is too far of a long shot to be able to get to a place to make it competitive for her for Super Tuesday, which means having the money to get to Super Tuesday. Remember what we're talking about here. If we take a look at New Hampshire and she is down by 17 and a half, 17 and a half points, that's not close. That's not close. 17 and a half points would be closer than, let's say, um, DeSantis was to Trump in Iowa. 17 and a half points is still not not an overcomable margin. Eight points, well, you could convince some people. So what level of overperform does Haley need to have in New Hampshire? Massive. Massive because if we say it's seventeen and a half points in New Hampshire, we could argue that with all this new data, maybe some new polling in South Carolina would show us seventeen and a half points and let's let's give her a little bit of a nod for being from South Carolina. let's call it 14 points. I'm making up the number. just go with me on the theory here just for a moment. If she loses New Hampshire by 17 and a half. And let's say we call it a 14-point spread in South Carolina and she loses by 14 points. The polling is accurate. And why wouldn't that polling be accurate throughout the Super Tuesday states? Who's giving money to that? No, only a level of massive outperforming gives her an opportunity, gives her a shot. She believes very obviously That her shot comes from saying Donald Trump isn't fit.
2: I'm not saying anything derogatory, but when you're dealing with the pressures of a presidency, we can't have someone else that we question whether they're mentally fit to do this.
0: She's questioning whether he's mentally fit. And this, of course, comes from him confusing Nikki Haley and Nancy Pelosi. I mean, she she's on the record saying, look, it's not my fault. The guy has
2: got his
0: own set of issues.
2: If you look recently, there have been multiple things. I mean, he claimed that Joe Biden was going to get us into World War Two. I'm assuming he meant World War III. He said that he ran against President Obama. He never ran against President Obama. He says that I'm the one that kept security from from the Capitol on January 6th. I was nowhere near the Capitol on January 6th. But, Margaret, you don't be surprised if you have someone that's 80 in office. Their mental stability is going to continue to decline that's just human nature we know that what i'm saying is first of all you're talking about somebody who's only going to be in office four years secondly you're talking about someone who continues to i mean look i don't know if he was confused i don't know what happened but it should be enough to send us a warning sign that if you look joe biden he's very different than he was two years ago are we really going to go into a situation where we have wars around the world and we're trying to prevent war and we're going to have someone who we can or can't be sure that they're going to get confused it's a real issue that's not being disrespectful it's just a fact
0: i'm i mean that that is a, a very strong punch i just don't know if it lands i don't know if it, certainly trump supporters aren't going to buy into that that is a, that is a conversation in a general but now you're trying to convince new hampshire and south carolina voters that this guy isn't up to the game the problem is this
2: okay and as lamir pointed out uh president biden's campaign drew attention to trump's mistake writing on x twitter i don't agree with nikki haley on everything but we agree on this much she is not nancy pelosi and- so the biden
0: administration is now going to try and make fun of donald trump And question his mental fitness.
2: And posting this video montage. Last night, Trump is at a rally.
3: You know, Nikki Haley.
2: Nikki Haley.
3: Nikki Haley.
2: And he's going on and on, mentioning me multiple times as to why I didn't handle January 6th better.
3: Nikki Haley is in charge of security. We offered her 10,000 people. They don't want to talk about that.
2: I wasn't in office then. They're saying he got confused. You have voter ID
3: to buy a loaf of bread. You have, you have ID to buy a loaf of bread. What? What is it? I'm driving over a road where it's almost all paper. And, you know, you can see paper. I know paper. I know cans. But all the time now we see whales washing up on shore because of the wind. Uh, Our veterans don't have cell phones, do they?
0: This is the Biden administration attacking Trump for whether or not he's cogent this is why the i think the attack from haley while in in many other situations could be pertinent falls flat because the argument of oh, she's in concert with the democrats now really can be shown even though that's not the case it, it can be shown being supported by Reed Hoffman, that's a, a serious problem, too. That's the guy you found in LinkedIn, a massive Democrat donor supporting supporting Nikki Haley. That's whoo. Bad stuff, kitten. Bad stuff. Someone's going to say I'm sexist because I just said kitten. But I say kitten to everybody, so we're fine. So I don't imagine that this about Trump works. I think this is the argument that America should have had that maybe not either one of these guys And then I'm back to, we could have had Ron DeSantis. I didn't get what I wanted. Nikki Haley has a massive, massive mountain to overcome. Massive mountain to overcome. But I don't think she gets there by questioning Trump's fitness. Mental fitness. I don't don't think it's going to work. 17 and a half? Watch for that. Does she outperform 17 and a half? Outperform it by two, won't matter. Outperform it by 10, matters greatly. That's what you're watching for when it comes to the primary Tuesday night. Does she outperform? I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today. Navy SEALs are presumed dead and nobody is talking about the story because nobody wants to admit that we're at war with Iran because Iran is at war with us. We've been talking about it, not going to stop talking about it because this administration is incompetent does not mean we stop having important conversations. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. So good to be with you. There's been a search going on for 10 days for two Navy SEALs lost in the Arabian Sea. That's right, 10 days. And no, you haven't heard thing one about this. How did this happen? This happened uh, because there was a mission to board a ship to confiscate Iranian-made weapons. Iran arming the Houthi rebels. Iran arming Hamas. The Arabian Sea, by the way, is in between Oman and India. South of Pakistan and Iran. So if you take a look at a map and you take a look at the area, uh, the Persian Gulf, okay, between Iran and and Saudi Arabia, then you've got this little hump. It's called the Straits of Hormuz. Uh, Massive shipping, especially for oil, and that's where a lot of uh, attacks do take place. That dumps into the Gulf of Oman. That is into the Arabian Sea, which then leads you into the Indian Ocean. Just as we name these these things. So it was in this area that these the these ships were, these boats were, that you had the moves from the US Navy, and two SEALs missing. A 10 day search in the rescue has now been changed To a recovery effort, as was reported uh, just yesterday in in the evening, the names of the SEALs have not been released as family notifications continue. You've got aircraft and ships from the U.S., from Japan and Spain that are searching 21,000 square miles. This this is the, the oceans, people. This is the dangerous stuff. I can't say again how important the Navy is, how we need more ships. But this is about the risk that is involved with stopping uh, the Iranian regime from arming the Houthis, from arming Hamas and Hezbollah, who are all about our destruction. This is not, to say it's a proxy war isn't actually giving it enough credence. Iran is at war with us. What is our plan? And how is it possible that two Navy SEALs are presumed killed and you literally can't find a story about it? I know more about Taylor Swift at a stupid football game. I'm not even mad at her. I'm just tired of the Kansas City Chiefs winning all the time. You know more about her than you do about SEALs? That's messed up. We're a screwed up society borked i believe could be a word used we've got a problem we have a pro- and it, it, it you, you think the biggest issue in america is that people aren't using the proper pronouns who gives a good holy damn about your pronouns shut your mouth no one cares that you're offended we have navy seals dying and we have Iran on the attack can i help you If that's not more important to you, your mental disorder goes far greater than the pronoun conversation. And since we are people who use DSM-5, we can clearly call gender dysphoria a mental disorder. I have said nothing wrong and I won't apologize. I want someone else to apologize for not caring about the lives of Navy SEALs. And recognizing the danger that we are in, that society is in, that the world is in. The bad guy believes they can move and maneuver with just regularity, with invincibility. We're going to have to put a stop to that. We're going to have to put a stop to it. And this, this, this nation, this leadership, it ain't ready. They still want to negotiate. I don't know how many more Navy SEALs have to die until they stop. Maybe it's 13 uh, like those service members in Afghanistan because of the terrible withdrawal. I don't know. But I'm not interested in seeing another. This is Tony Katz today. It's $850 million worth of investment in the state of Indiana. And it went to Fort Wayne. And it turns out it's from Google. This was a mystery. The mystery is no longer Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Find everything going on at TonyKatz.com. This is the kind of investment that you want, right? This is the kind of growth that you want. But I think the key to this story is that it didn't happen in Indianapolis. As we keep discussing here, you you want the growth and you understand that the capital city would be the center of growth. But what you really want is to see the opportunities in Fort Wayne, in Muncie, in Bloomington, in Gary, in Evansville, in Jeffersonville. You want to see it spread out, forcing Indianapolis to fight for the business, thus making Indiana a better place, a more attractive place to do business. I already said my name, right? Gary Dick joined us inside indianabusiness.com on Twitter at IIB, personally at Gary Dick, G-E-R-R-Y at Gary Dick on the Twitter box. Talk to me about this deal, the $850 million from Google, Southeast Fort Wayne. How did this take place? What's happened? And now where is it going?
3: Well, the big news, as you say, Tony, came out last week. You know, this actually started uh, several months ago, mid to late uh, last year when uh, Fort Wayne officials uh, went before uh, various commissions in, uh, in Allen County to uh, request uh, s- some incentive money and, and various things for a, what they termed a, a major project from a Fortune 100 company. They kept the name uh, under wraps until last week. It's not a Fortune 100, it's a Fortune 10 Company uh, in Google, so a huge name uh, for a data center in uh, in Fort Wayne. As you mentioned initially, eight hundred and forty some million dollar investment, uh, but over time, uh, you know, I'm being told it, it would likely uh, be in the three to four billion dollar mark in terms of investment over over the next decade to build a campus essentially uh, in Fort Wayne, a data cent- uh, center campus there. This
0: this data center, uh, it, it does it. Do they describe what particular use it is for Google? Is this just storage uh, in terms of like what they do with YouTube and all the videos they hold, all the search they do, or is there a specific reason for this facility?
3: Yeah, I think it's just it's just the mass amount of data that uh, that we all all use storage, uh, all kinds of uh, uh, things related to uh, data. You know, if you think about how connected we are now, everything from our you know, our mobile devices to our coffee pots to to uh, ring doorbells, you know, everything uh, is data-driven, and that is driving this growth in data centers. And there are people who told me, Tony, as I called around a bit last week around the state of Indiana, that they really think that this propels Indiana into the data center sweepstakes, uh, if you will. When you have a company of the stature of Google making an investment in the state as Indiana and other states go after these uh, these data centers, and there are a lot more, a lot of growth. I think it's just something like a three hundred billion dollar industry now. Virginia, by far uh, far and away, is the tops in terms of the data center capital, if you will. Three hundred and some data centers in uh, in Northern Virginia, but Indiana has made it known they do they do want to compete. And it really goes back to me. There was a there was some legislation, I think it was twenty nineteen, that was passed here that made Indiana more competitive when it comes more aggressive, uh, I guess you should say, uh, when it comes to going after some of these data centers. And and folks believe that that legislation that that, that made it uh, easier for Indiana to go after some of these companies uh, helped lead to the announcement from Google.
0: Talking to Gary Dick from InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter, at IIB, Uh, I, I look at this and I say, this is more of the kind of thing we should be looking for as opposed to let's say when we made our bid for uh, Amazon HQ2, that massive massive amount of business that allegedly was going to come and you saw some states give up the the, the farm as you have uh, reported it uh, along with uh, uh, you know your your partners there at the Indianapolis Business Journal, the giveaway, is a 10-year, 50% real property tax abatement on each building that would be constructed on the campus. This was unanimously approved by uh, the Common Council in Fort Wayne. Is this considered a gimme a, or a giveaway and, and the thing that maybe Hoosiers aren't good with?
3: well you know you have to take it deal by deal uh, Tony I think when you look at these incentive packages uh, uh, and everybody gives them you as a state you have to make I think a decision you're either going to compete for investment or you're not and how much you give away so so, so to speak uh, is the question incentives are not always or rarely actually the most important things that companies look like uh, look at they're looking at 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 business climate regulations tax climate all those cost of living uh quality of life all those types of things ahead of 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 incentives but incentives are an important part of it and it always doesn't mean the highest uh incentive package wins if you look at the deal for the Stellantis um samsung sdi deal those two big uh, electric vehicle battery plants in Kokomo that are coming there. Uh, I believe the number was uh, uh, something like four or five times. Michigan offered four or five times the incentive package that Indiana offered for that one, and Indiana won that massive investment there. So uh, I think you have to take them, you, you know, deal by deal, and uh, understand that it's part of the process, and uh, it's kind of a tri- It can be a tricky, a tricky game to figure out how much to offer based on what you think you're going to get in return. And if you look at a name like Google, you look at what they're going to invest, and likely uh, support jobs, support companies, and others that would come along with it, uh, I, I think the state felt as though it was worth the, uh, the package.
0: The other part of this, Gary, that I, I personally like um, is that this isn't Indianapolis. This yep. is Fort Wayne. And this it goes along with a story that, that I certainly have been discussing over the last few years, and I believe that you're a believer in as well. When the state does better, the state does better. And when you have competition amongst these cities, when Indianapolis is forced to deal with the fact that Fort Wayne is there and Bloomington is there, and you know what's the possibility for Muncie? And can Gary finally start building itself up? Evansville, it's better for the state when some of these other cities outside of Indianapolis get the opportunity and forces Indianapolis and central Indiana to actually fight, true or false?
3: Yeah, yeah, you know, I, and it's an excellent point. And I couldn't agree more, uh, really. And, you know, for years you heard economists say, indianapolis central indiana can't continue to carry the whole load for the state of indiana from an economic standpoint from an economy standpoint and you're beginning to see investment in other parts of the state some would argue not enough but uh you're certainly beginning to see it the fort wayne example is a good when you look at new carlisle in uh, the south bend area getting a big big electric vehicle uh investment there kokomo Terre Haute has had a big announcement that was uh, a couple of months ago uh, that would be uh, well over a billion dollars so we're beginning to see that, and you mentioned Northwest Indiana, and what we're beginning to see in Gary, where for the first time in over a decade, population is beginning to come back into uh, Northwest Indiana, and they're beginning to see new jobs and investment uh, in companies. So it is a uh, long overdue and something I know, uh, know that a lot of people around the state uh, really like to see.
0: Before I before I let you go, as you take a look at uh, insideindianabusiness.com dot com, um. You see that in in this idea of growth, uh, they uh, you've got Allison Transmission with an eighty three million dollar military contract, which is certainly uh, uh, great. Um, but construction beginning at the Evansville Airport. We talk airports often. We talk the need for international flights uh, coming in and out of Indianapolis, more uh, nonstops as opposed to the connections that get made. And you take a look at a lot of flights. Out of Indianapolis lately, it seems that everything is is a connection. I'm heading out to Vegas in, in March. Everything except Spirit Airlines and Southwest was a a, a connection. Is this the seven and a half million dollar build? Uh, and and I only have like a, a minute or so. Yeah. Is this uh, business? Is this really going to work to business attraction? And is there a move in, on this on the part of the Indianapolis International Airport? to start continuing, or I should say to start continuing, to really start in earnest getting those flights that are going to be nonstop across the nation and around the globe?
3: Yeah, I think a couple of things. I think if you look at Indianapolis, I think that effort has been ongoing and continues to be uh, to attract nonstops uh, uh, around the country. Very important. I know that the airport, uh, the Indiana Chamber, Indy Chamber, and some others, IEDC, have been uh, you know really forced uh, forceful in that regard, as as it relates to Evansville, I can tell you, I've done a number of stories down there. Business community really concerned about the lack of nonstops, in particular, to markets like Chicago and Detroit. Uh, companies based in Evansville, uh, Old National Bank, uh, Barry Global, and some others, Toyota in Southwest Indiana, real concerned that a you know a, a, a company like Old National Bank, you know, they may get to where they're getting big enough. Who knows that they moved their headquarters uh, based on lack of nonstop flights, um, maybe among other items, But anyway, it's a huge concern. Big improvements at the airport in Evansville, as you mentioned. This is the latest. Very important for business.
0: Gary Dick, Inside Indiana Business on the Twitter, Xbox, on the X at IIB. I appreciate you. Man, growth is good. But growth is – it's not even a question of better. Um. It is. It is that growth is 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 more opportune. I think for all of us when we see things happening outside of the capital, I just believe that to be true. It shows that everything is capable. If if, if there's a, a a big data center going on in Fort Wayne, it makes other people say, "Well, we don't have to be in an Indy," and that makes Indy compete more for the business. It's why I'm so high on, on Muncie and and wanting to see things happen there. You you have the university. Now we need to have one anchor to build around and then get one more anchor. Because as we've learned, you can't just rely on one. You can't. you got to have multiple things. you guys just got to be able to get that foot in the door. And I think this is actually helpful to a place like Muncie. And I think it's helpful to other cities. Get that foot in the door and get that growing 100%. I do. I I can't wait to see what happens next. You know, people talk about, uh, I was talking about Ron DeSantis being out of the race and you see all these DeSantis supporters. Well, at least I live in Florida, the best run state and the freest state. Dudes, I'm not a super big fan of our governor because I think our governor has not done a, a strong leadership job in a multiplicity of places. Some things, yes, too many things in my view, no. Uh, He's also not a a guy who gets out there and talks and shares, and and he's not motivational by by any stretch. But the state of Indiana, you really going to tell me Florida's better? I'm not angry at Florida. Oh, sure, the weather's better some days. I don't know if you've been in humidity in Tampa. I'll take Indianapolis every day of the week. What are you, nuts? I will take Carmel gladly and with joy I will. But uh, uh, we need to make ourselves the story. And the only way that happens, the only way that happens is is through um, something that Hoosiers aren't into, which is um, you, you have to promote yourself. You have to actually flex a little bit. That is so not a Hoosier thing to do. Uh, look, I've been here 10 years. I am not a Hoosier by birth. I don't know if 10 years, well, it's almost 10 years, right? June is 10 years, nine and a half years. I don't want to rush anything. Uh, I don't know if that makes you a Hoosier or not. I don't know how that works. I don't know who gets to make that call, uh, et cetera. What I know, what I know for sure uh, is, is that you got to you gotta self-promote. You got to share your story in a better and better way. Um, and, and you got to crow a little bit. Uh, you, you, you do. You do. You gotta you gotta push it out there. And so I, I think that that this is one of those stories that could really help make that story, which I think is already there. We're pretty great. No, 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 not pretty great. We're great. I've argued that the, our, our problem is that we have not pushed to be the capital of the Midwest. And I've said this specifically about Indy, but it's really about Indiana. We should be the jewel of the Midwest and everybody chasing us. And we should just state it, that that's the case. Build it and they will come. Let's just go have an attitude about the thing. I think attitude matters. I would just like to see more of it. I I really would. And deals like this help that become a reality. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today. (laughs)
2: not we had more people in the race my job was to get every fella out of the race we've got one left my job was not to start going against trump from the very beginning you if this is a marathon it's not a sprint you have to go one at a time and you know what he's saying he has lied about that he went and told everybody on your newscast throughout fox that democrats were going to be voting in this new hampshire primary democrats can't vote in this primary they had to change their registration months ago october
0: now Nikki Haley making the argument that Trump has lied is, it, it, I mean, she's attacking Fox there. It's not a bad position for her to take. That's not the line I want you to listen to. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. The line
2: is here. First of course not. we had more people in the race. My job was to get every fella out of the race. Did you hear it? My job was to get every fella out of the race. One more time? Okay. Every fella out of the race.
0: Fella. That is the second time she's used the term fella. Because the first time I heard it, when Ron DeSantis dropped out of the race, I said, well, that's a a weird phraseology right there,
2: isn't it? Now, we just heard that Ron DeSantis has dropped out of the race. And I want to say to Ron, he ran a great race. He's been a good governor, and we wish him well. Having said that, it's now one fella and one lady left.
0: Fella. She's going to win the nomination by saying, stop voting for guys. She's going to win the nomination by saying, get rid of this old boys club. She's going to win the nomination because, well, vagina first. I, I, I don't, I do not know. What this philosophy is? I do not believe it works. Never mind in a primary. I don't even think this would work so much in a general. That's a progressive thought process. I'm certainly not conservative. Uh, I should differentiate differentiate that in Republicans these days. Uh, and I don't think it's an independent process thought process. I don't know. That's not that is not how I would advise to do it. But I'm not getting asked for my advice, no am I. <laughs> oh, I should. They should ask. After all, those those consultants make so much cash. Find everything at TonyCats.com tomorrow everyone. Be good. Take care.